Here we go. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. I have a special episode for you tonight. Not only is Tom here with us, or I guess Tom is with me, but with me and Tom is Susie coming back again because we are going to go over the Philly series very, very briefly because we want to do an end-of-the-year special and give some awards away, share our opinions of the year. First of all, let's bring him in. Tom, what's up, buddy? Good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon, Susie. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, really excited for the postseason. The Astros finished off a great season. They just did all the things that you want to see out of your favorite hometown ball club. Uh, really proud of this ball club. Good afternoon, Susie. Good evening, whatever. It's late. <laughs> I was going to say, are y'all in a different time zone no, than no, I no. am? We're, or... we're in Central. Okay, okay. I just I just want to make sure that <laughs> that I wasn't hallucinating the darkness but, outside so but people but, listening hello. people listening it could be four in the morning you know that is that is true that is true so good morning good afternoon and good night um but yeah i'm super excited to be here as well thanks for having me on again all right so let's go over the philly series very briefly first monday night lance mccullers jr six innings because remember tom i said i just want him to go five innings and they kind of went, I think they uh, JV went five, but Lance went six. He kind of needed the work, you know, because hadn't pitched as much as everybody else. One run and only one walk. And the one run was a solo home run. He took the loss because the Astros couldn't score. Nola was on fire. Didn't matter to me, but Philly clinched the playoff spot. And uh, they celebrated. That's two people. What do you think about the gracious attitude of the <laughs> Astros for you know, they put it up on the board and celebrate it. Yeah, you know, the Astros are really good uh, hosts, I guess. Obviously, they're not playing for anything other than the integrity of the game. Dusty came out and said as much. So it really felt like that. I think, one, you're right. I think Lance definitely needed the work. But I think he really wanted to put forth a competitive game, provided that there was still something in the balance. I think, you know, he wasn't going to overextend his guys, but... uh it was a great game. I, I think Lance pitched really, really well. He kind of put some doubters away, like, hey, he's he's all the way back, or at least to the point where you can trust him being your number three starter. So other than they just needed to score some runs, it was it was what we thought it'd be. Susie, what do you think about Arcady in the bullpen in the playoffs? I, I don't think it's going to happen. I want Hunter Brown. How about you? I, I've lost all – trust in in Jose Urquidy and that makes me a little sad to say because I was on the Urquidy train for a long time but baby JV I give me baby JV all day every day yes (laughs) baby starting in the rotation relief I don't care how just he needs to be on the mound so JV pitch Tuesday no hitter after five innings or he only pitched five innings and everybody knew he was going to come out. No one even thought like, Hey, they're going to take him out. They're not going to five innings and 10 strikeouts. He, he struck out what eight in a row. Yes. What, what a game 18 and four 1.75 ERA definitely going to win the Cy Young and me and Tom, we said fair or foul Tucker will get home run or 30. I said fair. And you said foul Tom. How's that crow taste? Tom, I, uh, I think we have I think we have to kick you off the podcast now. I think it is a Rob and Susie podcast. I'm just <laughs> how really 
Come on now. Look, I really felt like it was just going to be a lot of stress. And, you know, now, if you think about it, the game that he did hit number 30, they were bopping. So it wasn't like, I mean, it was it was basically the guy was throwing BP and they were just free swinging. I knew it was coming after that. I said, he's going to get it right now. It's it, true. It just, it's true. And he was on a he was on a cold streak. I, I had I had to look it up because I was wondering how how much of a cold streak he was on. And it was like zero for like over 15 or over 14 or something. So but he was due. He was due. Come on. Like he was I, I, I hear you. He went from zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> I just didn't expect it. OK, I thought, you know, some singles, some doubles. I mean, but it was a great swing he put on it. Shout out to Tuck. Really glad he got the 30. You could tell he really wanted it. So I'm glad it's out of the way. So now he can just focus on, you know, barreling up baseballs uh, going to the postseason. And on the other side of the Urquidy conversation, Hunter Brown, two and a thirds inning, scoreless, kept the uh, no hitter going. Awesome. There's no way you pick Urquidy over Brown. I don't have that option. But what do you think, Susie, about Altuve going three for three to get his batting average up to 300? That's awesome. I did a tiny little dance in my chair in my living room when he when he because the two for two I was like cool sweet and then the three for three and I was like that did it that did it right and then they said three for three 300 I was I was so excited I was so so excited and And then then I was like please don't please don't put him in the next day just he needs to end with just 300 flat they said it like after the game, right? Uh, uh, day off, you're off. There's no way. I, would you go in, Tom, and, and risk that 300? Because he was – that was the first time the whole year he'd been at 300. I wouldn't risk it. I mean, there was a bunch of reasons not to play Jose Altuve the last game of the season with absolutely nothing to prove. If you'd ask Jose and they asked him to play, absolutely, he would not have cared. Was that a goal for him? You know, probably – I think that, you know, he's been doing it so good so long. You know, yeah, those those numbers are nice. I don't think Jose Altuve would tell you he took the day off hiding from, you know, he probably would have told you, I'm going to go hit three. I'm going to go be 305 or whatever. Like, you know, that's just got the kind of guy he is. So I understand what Dusty did, though. He's earned a day off. You know, Dusty said all the right things. And I think it's great that, you know, you finish out the year with a 300 batting average. It's, it's rare. Peña had a home run, 22nd homer of the year. He's now second all-time for the Astros rookie home run. He was tied. So Tucker needed a home run. Payne needed a home run. And JV solidified that Cy Young. What do you think about Payne? That guy's way to go filling in for Correa. Well, he's making all these people forget about Carlos Correa because before the season started, you knew what this guy was coming out of the minors. He beat the ball up in Corpus. He beat the ball up in Sugarland, And everybody was like, hey, this guy can hit. He can play defense. He's young, big, strong kid. And all he did was show up as advertised. He was really, really good. Yeah, there were uh, there's still holes in his game, but he's a rookie. I think sometimes we're, we're a little like, we forget all about the fact that he's a rookie. He's, he's supposed to struggle. You know, let's, let's, let's talk about Bregman, you know, when he came out of the box. Wasn't very good. So for... Pena to just just consistently get better and make the adjustments going into the postseason. He doesn't feel like a rookie anymore. In the two hole, he's so potent. So, you know, I don't I, I don't know if you if you follow me on Twitter, but you if you do, you definitely definitely know who my shortstop who has my heart, and that is Jeremy Pena, and uh, he has done so so well in trying not to quote unquote be Correa, but just to be 
him and to really make you forget Korea. Like the first couple of games were like, Korea who? What? No. Mm -mm. Now, and like I said, I, I, I was not on the Korea train fully because I did not, you know, grow up with the team. I didn't grow up with him, but Pena, Pena is my, is my shortstop forever. Oh yeah. So one thing else we were, I don't know if you were worried about it, but it was, it was a concern, slight concern about Framber having two bad outings. He goes in today or tonight, I guess it was today, right? It was at three, mm -hmm. five innings, two hits, no runs, 10 strikeouts. ERA is 282, 17 and six. You got McCullers, JV, Framber, Christian Javier. No one's going to beat this team. <laughs> I'm pretty I confident. I understand, and we should be on paper. They are dominant. The postseason is a different animal, though, and it's literally going to be a bunch of one-run, two-run ball games where you know sometimes the bullpen is going to 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 decide it. It won't be the starters. So, as confident as I would like to be, too, I will not make the statement Rob just made. <laughs> so Presley gets save thirty-three. Abreu, another great outing. Who watched the game? Did both of you watch it? I listened to it. I didn't get to watch it. Okay, that's you, Tom. Mayton versus Mayton. One of the greatest moments of the year. Well, for Astros fans, I'm sure yes. everybody else could care less. And Phillies. Yeah all, yeah. all the players on the top step from both teams. What an It was amazing. I, My, I need to know, did, did Phil smile afterwards, though? Yes. yes. Did he? Yeah. On the mound? Wow. Yes. That is impressive. Okay. Well, he was like, <laughs> it wasn't a, you didn't see his teeth. Okay. Okay. Not like Tom's right now. But, but, but the corners did go up. Uh, okay. It yes, wasn't, yes, it yes. wasn't, it wasn't the stone face. Got no, it. no, okay. no, it was not. Uh, the, the, the one thing I'll take away from that was just how much the two, like you said, the two teams were engaged. You got Maldi. If Phil could hear nothing, he could hear Maldi. Maldi's yelling, screaming. <laughs> beating on the top of the steps all these guys cackling it up like like and then the phillies the phillies guys they're up there beating on the top of the steps too you know just really engaged they were there for that showdown more than anything else and poor phil i think he pitched him really good he threw him a fastball that just got a little too much of the plate and he just sawed it off and it was like a little dink you know single but for nick that's all he wanted all he right. wanted and then the the best thing was like so then all the Phillies are begging for the baseball after and, and Phil, it comes back into Phil and Phil's just like, oh, you didn't want to I get, get yeah, I got to give these guys this baseball Thanksgiving. It's over. He's, he's never going to go to the end of it. That's so funny. He's, he's going to have bragging rights forever. So it was a good moment, but Mayton gave up two runs and made the game a little tighter than I'd like. I mean, it's a game that you don't care if we win or lose, but you kind of do and you kind of don't. But anyway, the Astros 106 and 56. All they had to do is squeak out two wins here or there, and they would have broke the record. Do either of you care that they didn't? I don't care at all. I mean, I'm just eyeing that ast that Astro series where the A's swept us. I'm just I'm gonna put that like out there. I mean, <laughs> there that would have just been you know platter. No, okay. I'm not salty about the A's sweeping <laughs> us at all. Not it. So the good thing about the Astros is they're seven and three in the last ten, and they will play on October 11th versus the winner of Toronto and Seattle. Who do you got in that? Susie's podcast, they cover all teams. I don't. I don't know who's good. Seattle's trust, at home, I trust right? Seattle. No, it's in Toronto. Toronto's at home. Yeah. 
Um, I trust Seattle's pitching. I take that back. I trust Seattle's rotation more than I trust Toronto's one and two because Ross Stripling has been all right. Jose Barrios is you don't know which which version of Jose Barrios you're gonna get. If if they get a strong showing from Jose Barrios and their lineup can produce, Seattle has no chance. See, None. for me, for me, it's Toronto because of their lineup. Manoa, I feel like, is is a good enough game one starter that he's going to be able to get them the first game. And then it's just going to be a question of, like you said, if the other two can piece together one game, because I have no doubt that Toronto is going to be able to score runs. I'll be shocked if Seattle can keep them from scoring three or four runs a game. So by that metric alone, I don't know if they can keep up, if Seattle can keep up with that. I don't I don't think they can. Not not this year. Not I've this got year. Toronto. What do you got? Toronto, Toronto. 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 All right. Let's look at Tampa Bay and Cleveland. Who you got in that? That's oh, tough. That one is tough. I I well, think I'm gonna take Cleveland though. Me too. Same. So that it's not tough. It's three for three. No, yeah, that, that one's an easy one. I love Cleveland's pitching. Obviously, they got Jose Ramirez uh in the middle of that lineup. They've got He's just enough been- hitting. He's not been bopping though. It's it's literally been everybody else besides him. True, but you feel like he's due. I, right? I think so. I think so. <laughs> so <laughs> and then we got Philly and St. Louis. St. Louis easily to me, um, I I believe. Yeah. Yeah. If they can if 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 Wayno shows up as Adam Wainwright of, of years past, like their one two punch of um of uh Wheeler. No, that's Philly. I'm dumb. Um, who is? Don't ask me if they're if they don't wear blue and orange. I don't know who they are. Crap. Well, you, while you gonna, think about it, me. San Diego and the New York Mets. I got the Oof. Mets because they got a great one-two punch. But would San Diego be like the greatest waste of money ever if they can't get out of this first round? Yes. Both teams. Both, it doesn't whoever loses that game is the greatest waste of, or that series is the greatest waste of money because <laughs> both teams if the Mets somehow don't get it done it's going to look like one of the greatest collapses of of all time and then San Diego like you said they backed the Brinks truck up to everybody traded for everybody if they don't make it out of the wild card round how do you justify it I don't think you can I don't I don't think you can and I think I think you've done pissed off Jacob Degrom now and he's going to be out for blood. So that's why it's awesome being an Astros fan. <laughs> we didn't back we didn't back the truck up to get anybody yet. Yes, but how but how mad was Astros fan base that we didn't back the Brink strip truck up for Carlos Correa? Absolutely, I, would, I wasn't mad. You were in the minority. There was a large majority <laughs> that wanted that that man paid. Well, they, pay the they, man was trending on Twitter for him only. Yeah, but they did the same thing for Springer. True. Springer wanted to go up north, though. He was from up north. Yeah. But you knew Korea wasn't going to stay because they weren't going to pay him. They got, I mean, to me, the the one, the one last year he was here was the only time that he wasn't hurt the whole year. He, averaged, he averaged, like, missing 60 games a year, so. <clears throat> I just think that they I were going to be – I, th- I thought they were going to be in the middle, you know. But when he became out. the leader of the team, I was like – and then I think Jim Crane got involved, and I was like, I, I think they're going to sign him now. I really did, but I was surprised they didn't, but worked out good for us. 
So I don't know if you guys saw this, McTaggart posted some stats, and I'll just share them with you and the listeners at the same time. But the Astros at home, 55 and 26, on the road, 51 and 30. Sounds like a pretty good record for a playoff team. They can win there. They can win at home. Series wins, 33 and 13, and they tied six. When scoring four more runs, they were 80 and 10. Scoring three or less, they were 26 and 46. Oof. So they're going to go up against some good pitchers in the playoffs. So hopefully that doesn't continue. One run games, 28 and 16. Two run games, 18 and 9. 42 and 13 in day games. Which is great for us. It is coming into the because you know we play all the playoff games in the daytime. And then 64 and 43 at night. When we hit a home run, 86 and 27, no home run. What do you think our record is with no home run? It's out of 49 games. Five and 44. <laughs> 20 and 29. Hey, that's not bad. It's not. All right, so now the moment you've all been waiting for. If y'all want to add anything else to what we've talked about, if not, we can go to the end of the season award. Anything? End of the season awards. Here we come. Let's do it. All right. Number one. I guess I will read it out, and Tom, you give me your answer. Susie, you'll give me your answer, and then I'll give you mine. Susie, go first. Ladies first. Oh, ladies first. Okay, so basically, I'm going to give the correct answer, and then y'all are going to follow along Ooh, for the yeah. incorrect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. I think number one, this is probably the easiest one, I would assume. Starting pitcher of the year. Justin Verlander. How am I supposed to follow that? That's not fair. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back. <laughs> yeah, it's JV. JV was amazing. I also have JV. Three Pete. That was easy. We knew that was going to happen. I think this one's going to be a clean sweep as well. Relief pitcher of the year. Ryan Stanek. That's not who my relief pitcher oh. of the year is. Rafael okay. Montero is my relief pitcher of the year. And we'll tell you why. Okay. Ryan Stanek, okay. a 1.15 record-breaking ERA is not – he's mine. That's, I, that's, I had a hard time. I had a hard time. Tom, I, give me your reasons, though. Give me your reasons. I will not argue with Stanek's ERA. I will say that Rafael Montero closed games and was the most used pitcher, most used relief pitcher on the entire staff by one over Hector Neris. That's so true. when you combine those things, like – Ryan Presley was hurt for a while, and Rafael Montero filled in admirably. I think he has 15 saves. So if you give me a closer and a reliever all into one, you know, like I know that like closers are relievers, but they're kind of like they're their own animal. For me, I, I think he deserves that credit. You know who else should be in the conversation? It's kind of like the two guys we're talking about and then him. But Brian Abreu. No. Yeah. After, no, but uh, no. after after his outing on Wednesday, his ERA is one point ninety four. If there he's, was, if we would have come back player of the year, I mean, absolutely. I'm just looking over over the the course. No, I know, but he I'm was just really saying, bad for about three months. Yeah, yeah, but he can be in the conversation with a one point nine four. All right. Who do you think is the fan favorite? Lance McCullers. Hmm. Who do you think, Tom? Where, where, are you, where are you getting got, your information? Who's who's your favorite? Like well, it, mostly Twitter, right? 
I mean, exactly. I, I feel like you have to kind of read the tea leaves a little bit for a fan favorite thing. You know, who who gets the the love more? And uh, for me, it's Maldi. I th- I think I think fans gravitate towards Maldi, no matter what he hits. No matter. I mean, it's just the 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 hair. You know, his ability to throw guys out a second. You know, the pitchers, how they gravitate to him. Give me Maldi. I also have Maldi. Fan favorite. Everything he does is exciting. Mm. I think everybody loves him. But I, I did that poll not, on Twitter. Not everybody. And Al, not Altu- everybody. <laughs> I, did the tw- I did the poll on Twitter, and Altuve won. He also sold the most jerseys, the Space City jerseys. I think overall in the world of Houston Astros fandom, I think Altuve is the fan favorite. But me, based on watching the season and the reaction that this person gets, is kind of like what you said, Tom. So I said Maldonado. Now, this one is interesting. I, I can't wait to hear y'all's. The most slandered Astro. I have two. And I couldn't <laughs> I, I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide which which one of those I'd love to hear both got the got the most hatred. And the top two were Yuli and Maldi. I have one, although I could have went with Yuli and Maldi, but I feel like the Maldi slander is 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 like by the majority that doesn't love him. Like the the, the majority that or the 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 other side that loves him, they're never gonna. You know what I mean? They're like, right. it, it doesn't matter what he does. Oh yeah, no. The guy for me, and it's just because if he enters the lineup, it is just an absolute nightmare, and no one loves Mauricio Dubon. <laughs> I love Mauricio Dubon. He's adorable, and I realize that adorable in baseball should not go <laughs> in the same sentence. I know, I know. Okay, but. Yeah, no, I see where I see where you're coming from, though. Here's the three names I wrote down. Jason Castro, who got Ooh. he got tons of slander before he got he hurt. He did. He, he did. did. I mean, when he got hurt, nobody even wanted him to come back. Oh, That's yeah. He's just been gone for so long. I kind of like put him off to the side. Yeah. And then Jake Odorizzi got tons of slander. But but it was but I'm going to go with that, Jason like, it was, My answer it was, is Jason Castro. It was totally it, Jason Odorizzi is just so bad, just so bad. I think Odorizzi won that pit, trade. Didn't he pitch when they when the Braves clinched? Yes. Yeah. And they had to pull him. He didn't make it. He went like three and two thirds, and they had to pull him. Oh. So I think there was actually a thing too. I saw on Twitter. I just saw a highlight of go, him with his muscle shirt, like you. He needed to go eight innings to earn like an extra million dollar to hit like an innings mark. Mm. <laughs> they were all like, there's no way they can let him go that long. There's no way, no way you're going to allow it. Poor Jake. I mean, I mean, Jose Siri kind of got some. That's who I thought of Castro Siri and Jake Odorizzi, but I'm going to go with Castro. The guy was batting like in the eighties and that's back when Maldi was getting slander, but that guy hit like 300 and something in July. Seems like he threw out Bobby Witt, the Loriano guy. He, I mean, he's just exciting. So I got Castro. What was your favorite moment of 2022? Susie. My. So you changed this on me when, when we talked about it. So originally it was top play. We'll so do top play. Then. Top play is when um, Maldi snuck up behind Taylor Ward. Oh, yeah. And tagged him out. 
And the my most favorite part about that is Taylor Ward just thought Jose Altuve was just being like super nice and gonna throw him the ball. And then I felt bad for Taylor Ward after he realized what had happened. So that was that was my favorite. That was my favorite. Uh, my top play of the of the uh, of the year because you don't see it that often. I don't. Um, well, I don't think I've ever seen it in my short I haven't. baseball watching career. So, what's your top play, Tom? So for me, uh, there was a bunch of them, and and watching the post game, after uh, you know they just showed so many great plays. But the one that just kind of stuck with me, the one that just kind of like he earned his stripes that day was the Jeremy Pena walk-off against, I believe it was Toronto, extra innings. You know, it just, it just, okay, he's ours now. We're, 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 we're accepting him, you know, cause it was still early. There was still, you know, like, is he going to make it? Can he hit enough? Can he play enough defense? Cause defense was a little shaky too. And for me, that was just, that was the play. It was like, all right, here we go. And for me, my favorite moment is just a group of moments. And that's Martin Maldonado slicing people down or cutting them down. I mean, don't run on machete. It's so awesome. That's, I mean, it's just Twitter's like machete, 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 machete. That's my favorite moment. What is your, what, what do you think is the best game of the year? Combo no hitter versus the Yankees. That's what you say, Tom? You're shaking Couldn't your agree head. more. You're shaking Absolutely. your head, but not everybody's going to be on YouTube. <laughs> Could, well, I was waiting my turn. Couldn't agree more. That 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 time of the year was so critical. It was like that Yankee series was like validating the Astros. You know, they they played real well, but they hadn't played anybody. They beat up their own division. This was like the test. And then the Yankees were on, white hot on fire. They couldn't be stopped. They were runaway freight train. Had this amazing record. And then here Houston goes, they go into Yankee Stadium and they lose, they lose a game, you know, comeback fashion, uh, uh, lasted back type thing. And then right after that, boom, no hit. Silence all that noise. And from there on out, it was like two different teams. The Yankees started and the Astros were like, all right, we're, we're going. My, my best game also, my best game is two games. Because when they had to play that doubleheader against the Yankees, and they beat them both times. That's kind of where the Astros started taking over the best record in the American League. That was a big moment. All right. Who's, who do you think is the most engaging Astro? Bronner Valdez and Peanuts. <laughs> that is cool. I did not think of that one. That one's pretty good. I was going to say the whole starting rotation. I love how Julia Morales would always do the picture where they would all get up and do the picture. Like it started out like, all right, I'm going to get like one or two guys. By the end of the year, everybody was in this picture. So they were always, you know, in there with the fans. Obviously, I think, like you said, Fromber had the one uh, foul ball that he had threw with like his, his right hand over the, over the, you know, over the net, couldn't do it. So, yeah. Yeah. What cracks me up is that he, he also gets peanuts on the road. That's what, cra- like, I totally expect that at Minute Maid. Yes. But the fact that he gets peanuts on the road, just 1,000%. It's always cool to have extra things like that to tell stories about. And uh, But I have, I guess I was thinking about that different, but I really, that's one of my favorite things daily is that, that picture of the day. It's like one of the best things ever. But I also want to give a shout out to Blummer 
who likes your tweets, responds to your tweets. He's very engaging. So shout out to him and Julia. What a great, we're so lucky to have those guys. I can tell you that. All right. Defensive player of the year. Alex Bregman. Yes. And I don't have any solid numbers to back that up. I was, I was trying to look that up. Um, I don't think any of us do. <laughs> while I was trying to figure out my list, but just the fact that he was at, he, I mean, he's on the hot corner and was it not this last game? Was it the, the Philly game where it, he just basically made all of the outs, like all, the ball just right side of the, the field just could take a nap. And it was just all Alex Bregman, just slashing leather and making plays. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Just Bregman, just putting on a defensive clinic out here. That's so I think it was fresh in my, in my brain, but I think Bregman all year has just been. He amazing. saved, he saved a uh, Framber streak. <clears throat> When, mm-hmm. when he had that streak going. Who do you say? You you agree with her, Tom? No, I was so torn. This was the hardest question for of all of them because I could make a case for five guys and and maybe not like, you know, to be like the 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 sole whatever, but you could be you could have Maldi for what you said. That's Alex, my pick. Al- Alex has been amazing. Yuli, Yuli at first base, gold glove. He's been nuts. Tuck, King Tuck. Nobody runs on King Tuck anymore because he's been gunning down guys all season. Jordan and left. They won't run on him either. They won't run on him either. I mean, they've changed the game. They've stopped traffic because everybody knows, well, we don't want that problem. So every one of those for me, like could have got it. So I was just so torn. Well, who's your answer? I'll go with Tuck because I feel like I just, I just really love him out there. I, that, that's, that's the guy for me. Well, no shocker here. I'm going with Maldonado. <laughs> no. Because it's defense, right? Yeah. Works with the pitchers well, throws guys out, runs the game. Love Maldonado. Tom always gives me a hard time for picking my favorite players. If I pick Yuli, especially <laughs> if I pick Yuli for any Honestly, I thought you were going to pick Yuli for this. So I did too. I, I did too. I'm not going to lie. I'm, no. a, I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised that you picked that you picked Maldi, Rob. No. Not so. Yuli deserves it, but yeah, I mean Maldi. I think I think Maldi knows a big deal. So right, deep off- down, he wanted to pick Yuli. Okay. It's, it's it's killing him. He's gritting his teeth right uh, now. <laughs> offensive player of the year, King Tuck, King Tuck for sure. King Tuck here too. King Tuck here too. Hmm. All right, let's go with the MVP, the most valuable player for the Astros. Our short king, Jose Altuve. Yes. Yes. I, I think however Jose goes, the team goes. He is he is the heart and soul of, of the team. And while Carlos Correa may have been the quote-unquote captain or leader or whatever, he was obviously way more vocal. Jose Altuve, 1,000%, is, is everything to that clubhouse. I really wanted to say Jordan. I really did. Cause like for like about a two and a half month stretch, he just put the entire team on his back and just carried them. But like consistently all season long, it's been Jose Altuve from the leadoff spot, 12 leadoff homers. I mean, he's just a game changer. He wrecks people's, you know, they're down one, nothing before the game starts on the first pitch. You know, he did that a lot this year and it's just, and then he bats 300, and then he bat, has over 900 OPS, and the numbers just go on and on and on, 100 and some odd hits. So, Jose Altuve for me, too. 
And the fact that he's stealing bags at 32 years old, sir, I... <laughs> go off, Short King. Go I off. don't have Altuve. What? Let's hear it. I'm gonna laugh Gurriel. when you when I'm you just say kidding, I'm kidding. No, but th- this is my. <laughs> he pick. was saving it. He was saving it. No, no, it. no this is it. my pick. This is my pick. Forty doubles for Yuli. I picked Jeremy Pena, and the reason okay. I pick him is because everybody was worried about it, <clears throat> myself included. I was like, this guy's not gonna do anything, and we're gonna have a Ledmus D as a shortstop. We're not gonna get any production. We're not going to have anybody. We're going to have them trade the farm to get a shortstop at the deadline. And we didn't have to. So he's very valuable on our team. Valuable. I just I just want you to know you totally coach Rose the MVP. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that, that you, is had the guy, you had the guy with all the numbers, all the stats, and then you took the heart and soul guy. But he's valuable. He is. Because we needed to replace our leader, our all-star shortstop, the greatest shortstop almost of all time. Platinum gold gold. And he, and you both said it, he made you forget the guy. Oh, well, what if we wouldn't have him? All he had to do was bat his eyelashes and I forgot who. <laughs> what, if, what if we didn't have him and we got, and we had Mauricio Dubon at shortstop? Let's not go there. Come That's on. It's not a conversation we want to no. have right now. Mm-hmm. Although he does have two adorable dogs. Okay. <laughs> we got time. For rapid fire, fair or foul. Oh dear. Okay. So okay. don't ex- don't explain yourself. <laughs> you can explain yourself very briefly. We have two and a half minutes. Okay. Ready? Go. Number one, Correa said, "If they want my product, they got to come and get it." Correa will be back in Minnesota. Fair or foul. 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 Number two, vaping. Fair or foul. 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 Super foul. It's dumb. There's young kids at work to do it. It's all right. Number three, Aaron Judge is the home run king. Fair or foul? Foul. Foul. Fair. What? Those guys are all cheaters. They ruined the home run record. Aaron <clears throat> Judge is the home run king. Tell that to Dusty. Dusty we don't, said <laughs> we don't have we don't have enough time for us to get into. Yeah, this. we don't. You're right. I'm sorry. Well, we have plenty of time in the offseason to talk about anything I want. All right, number four. Astros day playoff games upset you. Fair or foul? That's wow. a big topic when they get the day games. Fair. Fair because they have not received the respect that they deserve as the best team over the last half a decade and the best record. They do not get primetime slots because they're in a central time zone. Fair. Do you think it's because it's the Yankees on the other side? Oh, 100%. The, you, nothing to do with where they're at? What's an extra hour? They're going to play somebody on the East Coast anyway. It's true. It got, I feel disrespected, but it doesn't upset me. I'm upset. Number five. This is something I did recently. You have a dentist appointment. I do not floss regularly, but fair or foul, the day you go to the dentist, before <laughs> you go, you floss. Fair. Fair. <laughs> you, you know do- why you do it too. It's like I really want to make sure that I put my foot forward. Like I'm trying, but I'm yeah, not no. trying. They, they, but they know. They know. It's they not. Know. It's not fooling anybody. That'd be funny if they're like, "Oh, you just floss today, huh?" All right, we have less than a minute, so that's it. That's the show. Fair or foul awards. Susie, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it, and we'll come on yours when you have a show or whatever. Perfect. And uh, Tom. 
That's it, buddy. Another good show. Everybody, we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for tuning in.